Make way, prepare a way for the Lord. Jesus is coming. Revelations chapter 3, verse 20. Behold, I stand knocking at your door. If anyone should hear my voice and open the door, I shall come in and dine with you and you with me. Christ is coming to the world again, not the same as 2,000 years ago, but be sure of it. Christ wants to come again to this world. And Christ wants you to make a space, to create a place so that Christ can come and visit the world again. He's calling on you to play the role of Mary and Joseph, to create a space for him to come. Your body is the new Bethlehem. Your soul is the new manger, which will hold Christ for the world in 2023. You must make a space. You must create a house. You must be ready for when the house guest, Jesus Christ, comes and knocks on your door, ready to enter your house. When I was a very little boy, I had four older brothers and this little tiny house. We lived in a small town and lived in a tiny house and, and the assistant pastor was leaving. He had been reassigned and for innocent reasons, no one had put together a goodbye party for him and my mother could not stand the notion of not sending this priest off without a party. So she invited the entire parish to come to our tiny house and celebrate this priest. Well, you can imagine what the five boys had to do for the 72 hours leading up to this entire town party coming to our house. Well, not only did we have to mow the lawn and, and sweep the driveway, not only did we have to vacuum the floors, we even had to move the furniture, which is where you usually push all of the dust and the dirt and the extra toys. We had to move the furniture. Every inch of that house had to be spotless. Now, if this is true, if this is what we do for a priest, what should we do with our souls as we are preparing for our house guest, Jesus Christ? What house cleaning must we do with our souls? How should we prepare a place for Christ in our hearts to come and see us? And if we work so hard for a special guest to come at Christmas at your table at Christmas time, how much more should we prepare our, the table of our hearts, our souls, the Bethlehem of our body, the manger of our soul? And if we do let the Lord in, is he welcome to the whole house, every room? Or are there some places in your house, the house of your soul, that, that he's not allowed in? When I was in high school, one of my best friends had a brother who was just a couple of years older, so probably 17 or so, when he died tragically in a car accident. And I used to go and spend the night at my best friend's house all the time, and and after his brother died, his brother's room was closed up. I would go and visit, and it probably technically wasn't locked, but it was locked somehow. There was, it was as though there was a force field not allowing anyone in it. It was preserved. Every single item in the room was left just as it was before he died. 
and no one was allowed in the room. The lights were off and it was dark. And this was the case for a long time. And then one day I went to spend a night at my friend's house and the door was open again and the light had come on again and the room had a freshness to it and it had repurposed itself into a different, different purpose in the house. Somehow something happened in this family where they were finally able to open the door again and allow others to come into that room. That locked door was no longer locked. I remember another locked room for not so tragic of a reason. When I was very little, we would go and visit my grandmother who had an even tinier house. And yet in this tiny house, there was the great room, the living room, and there was this little parlor that also had a couch and chairs. And in this room, the, the delicate furniture was there, the special furniture. And this probably isn't true, but I remember in my, my childhood memory, the sort of plastic over the special furniture and, and the, the china cabinet with the dainty cups, the, the cups that would, uh, would, would tinkle when you put, put them down on the saucer again. And we kids, we loved to play hide and seek all over the house, all over the yard. We were not allowed in this room, which of course made it the most envious place in the world. It's the very room that we wanted to go into precisely because it was forbidden. I remember also visiting many people over the years as a priest, going to their house for a meal or two, and there'd be some room that was closed, oftentimes the bedroom, for no strange or dramatic reason, but simply because it was a disaster. It was a huge mess. You would need a hazmat suit to go into that room. And so they closed it off to the guest. Could this be a metaphor for you and I as we prepare our house for the Lord, as we prepare the house of our soul for Christ to come in? Might it be true that there's a room or two in the soul, the house of your soul, that you do not allow anyone in? Not even you, not even Christ maybe because of some terribly tragic reason for some tragedy in your past, or maybe because somehow it seems too precious to you, or maybe because it's a part of your life that's just a mess and you don't want to show it to Jesus. But might there be some room in your house, some room in your soul that you're not yet open that door? And might Christ want to walk into that room To stretch the metaphor one more time, might it be true that when Christ comes to visit in the house, what would happen if he asked to stay in the house? What if God the Father came to your house and asked to buy the whole house? What would you do? There's a wonderful poem by Sister Margaret Halaska. And she asked that very question in this poem. It's called God Knocks. God knocks on my door seeking a home for his son. Rent is cheap, I say. I don't want to rent, says God. I want to buy. But I'm not sure I want to sell, I say. But you might come in and have a look around. 
I think I will, says God. I like what I see. I'll take a couple of rooms. I'd like to give you more, I say, but I, right now I, I need a lot of room for myself. I know, says God. I can wait. I like what I see. Well, I said I could let you have a couple more rooms. I don't need all this space. I'll take them, says God. I like what I see. I'd like to give you more, I say, but right now is not a good time for me. I know, says God. I can wait. You might consider giving me your whole house someday. I wouldn't put you out. My son would come to live in the house and you would have more room than you've ever had before. This I don't understand, I say. I know, says God. It can't be explained to you. You'll only understand it if you give me the whole house. That's a bit risky, I say. I'm not sure I'm ready. Think about it, says God. Too risky, I say. I know, said God. I can wait. I like what I see.